I'll leave those on over there. And that's if I have any issues, let me know. So severely important, right? Yeah. I see. Oh. My dog's barking. That's always nice. That's fine. <coughs> Is it? No. Is it really? Steve. We are professionals. Professionally professional? And this does this shirt make me look fat? It does to me. I don't know, but I'm gonna go do something. Stand by before we get going. Wait, Steve. you already went long. Hold on. Fucking hold on. I'm not carrying the show for you. What the hell are you doing? Taking a shit? Ah. What's that, Steve? Nothing. How can I help you? How can I help you, Steve? You can't help me. You fucking <laughs> damn right I can't. I don't think there's any help going on there. That is fucking true right there. Uh, let's get this shit, this show on the fucking road, Steve. Nerd. You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening. Welcome to the 40 and Slip. This is episode 170. So you want to have a sex cult? You betcha. <clears throat> Damn Skippy. Doesn't everybody? I mean, <laughs> why is it that every time there's a fucking cult, somebody's got to be fucking the wrong people or too many people or underage girls or... There's always some sort of weird sex thing involved in these cults. It's, it just always goes to these dark, depraved, disgusting fucking places. Uh, I don't know. <coughs> I don't know, Steve. I don't either. Uh, but it's been a week, Steve. One week. It's been a week. Uh, pretty sure uh, 2021 is uh, starting out in 2020 fashion. <laughs> you see the meme that, you know, I tried the seven-day free trial. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've oh, I've yeah. seen the one. I saw the one that said it was a good five days. Here's to 2022. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know, for the most part, it's you know, whatever. but there's some weird shit going on. I think somebody put something in the water. That's what I think. Uh no, no. I I could have fucking set my watch to this shit. I could have I set my fucking it, watch to this shit. The fact that there would be conflict and serious issues politically, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. It's it's the same fucking it's the same bullshit all over again. Just different We've, people. All of this has happened before and all of this will happen again, Steve. Oh yeah. I have to say, I have to say, it's a pretty piss poor insurrection they had, right? You know, going on. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with it right now. Here's my fucking big problem with it. All right. And anyone who knows me and who's listened to the show knows that I am not pro Antifa or uh, pro the the negative aspects of the Black Lives Matter movement that ha happened over the past year. 
like those riots that happened, I thought were fucking deplorable. It was stupid. There was a lot of very good peaceful protesting that went on last year, but there was a lot of bullshit that happened. And I was not a fan of that either. The first thing I heard right after the fucking thing happened, right after the, the, uh, the, I don't know, whatever you want to fucking call it, the assault on the Capitol. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. The overrunning of the Capitol. Um, they're blaming fucking Antifa. Oh, it wasn't fuck. It wasn't Trump supporters. It was Antifa dressed up as Trump supporters. It was a staged event to make Trump supporters look bad. Fuck you. I watched it live on YouTube as it was happening, being streamed by a right-wing YouTube channel, they were having as the, right in front of the Capitol. As they're watching right-wing shit, as they're bashing on the fucking windows, they're having people get up in front of the camera, fucking saying who they are. Ah, we're here. Ah. It was not Antifa. There may have been some. I have to. I have to look at it at the broader picture. Would Antifa do something like that? Sure, of course they would. You okay, know, and here's in, here's wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's here's my bigger here's my bigger point though, Steve. Here's my bigger point. So if it was Antifa there to make the Trump supporters that were there look bad, why the fuck didn't the Trump supporters stop them? Sometimes some did. I, I've seen video of the Trump supporters stopping got people from breaking windows and shit. They certainly did. Not completely. No. Big horn guy. Definitely a, you know, right wing weirdo. Right? I mean, yes, people say he was at a BLM. You mean the shaman? Whatever the fuck he's supposed to be. He's going to be the shaman right there (laughs) in the shower. He's going to be the shaman. You mean mean what you get if you order Jason Momoa off of Wish? But I think think the bigger issue, and DP O'Rourke points it out, (laughs) is the crackdown that's that's scary to me you know and we talked about that on the show before the crackdown on all these uh social media platforms they are private companies they have every right to do so uh-huh. do i like it absolutely not because and it's not you know what I, cracking you, down. Know, Steve, you know what i don't like you know what i don't like you know what i don't like a sitting president telling people to storm the fucking capital yeah he did no, he, he said didn't. we're going to march on the Capitol and yes. we're going to make the weak ones stronger. Yes. And I'm going to be with you, which was a bag of horse shit. But he also used the words, we're going to do it peacefully. You have to listen to the entire thing. Oh, I listened to the whole thing. All right. But see, now you, that's why we have but issues. In fuck, this- dude, no, no, no. He set the fucking fuse. Sure, and sure, anyone you know, who thinks, and anyone who have, thinks that yeah. he doesn't, and then when he came out and said, "Oh, we love you," instead of just fucking saying that it was bad, like that's the shit but that pisses me off. Here's the biggest, bigger issue: is you can listen to a speech, and I can listen to a speech, and KT can listen to a speech, and Frank over there can listen. And we all get different fucking points of view from the same damn thing. And that's the problem in this country is we hear what we want to hear. And I'm not saying I don't, you know, I don't want the president to cause an insurrection. Of course I don't, you know, so I want to hear something different than maybe what you want to hear, you know? Yeah. Because and you're, because you're a fan. No, not necessarily. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Do I, do I think he did a lot of good shit? Absolutely. Yeah. I supported the good shit that yeah. he did. Do I think he's a, got a big fucking mouth? Absolutely. 
I Good. think his big fucking mouth went too far this time. I and I agree. I agree. His big mouth went too damn far, and that's not and not necessarily what. When you sit it. there for months and months and months and tell people that the election was stolen, when you're being fucking laughed out of court left and fucking right, there's a fucking problem, Steve. And it, and I I don't understand how anyone can sit back at this point and say that that was okay. Like the, that, that, that undermining everything about, about this system that we're supposed to support is okay. And four years ago, it was fucking completely fine when he won. There weren't any problems. He did. He wasn't investigating election fraud the last time. Well, there was, there were probably was election fraud last. There's election fraud every fucking time. Every but, time. But, but if, if it was such a big issue, why wasn't he fucking investigating it four years ago after he became president? Can't say. Because it didn't matter. Not at that point. No, he won. You know, yeah, it doesn't it matter. Fucking when you matter. Win. And that's and why I think it's all, same... all a bag of fucking horse shit. Yeah. And everybody's going to say Biden's not my president, just like they said Trump is. You know, and that's and it, and it's going to cause division in this country. It always does. And and the problem is the division is way far apart right now, way far apart. And I don't yeah. know which which side I want to be on, but I, I I'm on neither, and that's the yeah, fucking problem. That's the problem like, too. I I I I literally see the people on either side as fucking worshippers at this point. Like I look at them as if they are fucking worshiping idols. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't understand it. I was at work the other day and I saw two guys come in and this was like literally uh, a day ago. And they came in with the truck they came in with was loaded with flags. Just loaded. Trump 2020, don't tread on me, la, la. And it's like, guys, okay. You know, you made your stand. Yeah, I don't think that stands anywhere near over. And and yeah. maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know at this point what is right and what is wrong for this country. Do I think having an entirely Democratic uh, Congress and presidency is good? Fuck no. But I would say the same thing if it was all Republican too, you know. Because I, now, and, yeah, and I say it serves. I say it serves this country right. Every every time they do shit like this, where they put fucking you know these people in charge or these people, in, I, I say fuck them. In a way, I it, wish they would have burnt the fucking place down, figuratively, because you know. Something needs to change in that. I think that I th I think that the the system needs to change. You bet. And the only and I don't know how that happens. Well, apparently, having an outsider become president isn't the way it works, because you know I thought I, I honestly thought that you know that might be a good change. Having so, and it was for a lot of the good things that he did, and he called out a lot of people. And you might disagree. I don't care, but. You know, I think having an outsider was was okay for that, but he was not maybe the right outsider because he's got a big fucking mouth, <laughs> can't shut up. You know? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like I said, I don't know what the right 
what the right way to get to the to a new system that would work is. I just don't know. Yeah, and anybody who says, you know, this hasn't been done by the other side is full of horse shit because it's happened maybe not at the Capitol building itself, but in state capitals it certainly has. I want to think I want to say it was the uh, Wisconsin state capitol. They they burned they, a fucking uh, police station. Yeah, they burned police stations down, but a yeah. couple of years ago they took over the I think it was the Washington <laughs> Wisconsin or Washington somewhere. They took it over for two fucking weeks. Same shit, doesn't matter what level it's on. You know, it's the same kind of thing. And it's the other side. You know, it doesn't matter. They're all a bunch of douchebags at this point. <clears throat> yeah, I like I said, I don't know what the answer is anymore. I no, just I, think I align closer with Trump supporters than I do with Biden supporters. I'm not going to lie. However, I'm not going to be fucking crazy about it. You know? I and I listen. I'm not a Biden Harris supporter either. <laughs> am I? I am. Am I kind of relieved that I don't have to watch the fucking orange Oompa Loompa for the next fucking four years? Yeah, I'm fucking kind of relieved. Yeah, but but, but am no. I happy? Am I happy that it's Biden and Harris? No, no. I'm, uh, Harris has a horrible fucking track record yeah. as a prosecutor. Absolutely, I fucking think it's a disgusting record. And you know, Biden, he's you know, he's one he's step just away fu- from death's door, man. Well, no, it's not that. He's he's no, fucking just a career politician. Well, sure, but there's a, clearly something wrong with the dude too. You know, you can't you can't look at him and not know that. Hear him no. talk. And, I know. just I think it's fucking. I'm not taking, whatever. I, I I try not to take whatever. things out of context. I try to look at the whole story. But yeah, I I can't. I mean, I was brought up very conservative, so I'm always going to lean that way. You know. Yeah. But there are I, a lot of I, liberal I, ideas I have too. You know, I I, I'm, lived, I'm okay I lived in a marriage and all that kind of shit. I lived in a very uh, family that was very democratic and then swung severely fucking Republican. And I sat there and watched it and went, yeah, that doesn't seem right. The parties, the parties themselves have flip flopped over the years. You know, and well, I just, my whole thing was this, there's a better road than these. This is it. These are the two you have. You pick this one or you pick this one. You're either with us on this issue and this issue and this issue and this issue and this issue on this side, or you're against us and you're over this on this side. I just, we don't, nobody likes a two party system, but we won't vote differently. We just don't, don't do it. You know, the libertarian gets what? 1%, 2% of the vote. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying a libertarian would be better. I'm just saying, look at, look at, they could put up the the best dude in the world, yeah, the libertarian then, candidate. Yeah. He gets shit for votes, yeah. Because we don't want that. We want this constant fucking fight. Yeah, we want we our spoon fed bullshit that we're used to. That's what it is. I mean, we're habitual fucking creatures. We want our spoon fed horseshit. We want our steak, potatoes, and vegetable, Steve. That's what we want, and we like it. So I'm just nervous for, for the future. That's all, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on right now that just scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that have scared the fuck out of me and probably will scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. So, 
That's what it is. We got any news tonight, Steve? Oh, already the news. Yes. President well, Trump. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well get right into it. I got some archaeological news tonight. This oh. Is from, oh, God damn it. This is from the MSN.com. That's mainstream media, Katie. Oh. Shit. Oh. Fake news. Because uh, <laughs> everything is fake news. Well, a good portion of it is, but we won't get on both sides, by the way. Uh, Are you going to read it? Right. Yeah, I'm reading something. Okay. So, archaeologists Jonar, Jonar, just, just unearthed an ancient snack bar in Pompeii. Oh. Or at Pompeii. Uh, after two preserved human skeletons were uncovered at Pompeii in Italy last month, archaeologists have made another fascinating excavation at the ancient site, according to a report by the New York Times. More mainstream media. The oh. latest major finding in Pompeii's street food stall or thermopolium that dates back to 79 CE, whatever that means, uh, decorated with painted images of a nymph, a rooster, ducks, and a dog on a leash, the snack bar was found along with what are likely human remains, or a human remains, likely mm-hmm. remains of snails, sheep, fish, and other foods uh, on our passersby. It was like an early food truck, except nice. it was, you know, permanent. It is among the 80 other thermopolia unearthed at Pompeii. So why is this news if there's 80 more? And, Some food uh, truck guys are really sketchy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, researchers have learned about the eating and living habits of residents of the ancient city from these types of excavations. You, you know, what's really cool, though, is that the food was still in there. Oh. Yeah. Was it good, though? Snails and sheep and... No, but was the food still good? Uh, it was well-preserved. Oh. Yes. PCMag.com. There is a toilet. It's a wellness toilet. That will analyze your shit. Nice. Yes. Toto's new smart toilet. How do I get it? Well, I'm going to tell you. Oh. We'll examine, I think. We'll examine your stool to determine if you're healthy or not. The concept product. Oh, it's a concept. Let me tell a Steve joke. How does the place where I sit determine how I shit, Steve? The concept product, dubbed as the wellness toilet, could hit the consumer market. In the they hurt, don't they, years. Steve? They hurt when you hear them, don't they? <laughs> Toto's new toilet scans your body and key outputs, providing wellness recommendations as a result of the simple routine act of sitting down on the toilet, the company says. The approach is certainly unconventional, but it does have a key advantage over other health and fitness tech. You don't have to wear anything or change your daily routine in any way. Instead, you just take a shit. Wow. <laughs> Toilets and people have two unique touch points that cannot be found elsewhere. The skin and human waste, that the company says. The wellness toilet is in direct contact with the individual's skin when they are sitting on it, and it analyzes the waste they deposit, which is a wealth of wellness data. Ah. Yes. Nice. And finally. Oh. oh hold on. I got to change. I got to change here. Hold on one second. I changed my background for this story. Oh, that's not it. Cam, Mike. There we go. Green screen. And here we go. 
What do you see there? What do you see on that picture, Chris? Uh, a Brussels sprout. Okay. That is a Brussels sprout. Yeah. Okay. Good. My eyes still work. A mom has spared a Brussels sprout from the dinner table after she spotted what she thinks is a likeness of Jesus Christ. What? Shedding, yeah. Shedding, yeah. See it? Jesus. I think it looks like was Jesus beating the fucking face with a baseball bat. I was I was seeing Jim Morrison there, but uh, Shenaga Roberts did a double take as she uh, prepared to chop the bottom of a vegetable. She when she spotted the holy lookalike, she called over her children Jack and Michael Harper to show them her discovery at their home in Waltham Abbey, Essex. She said, I was taking out the sprouts, topping and tailing them, and putting a cross on the bottom. I don't know what all that means. Some cooking shit. When I saw the face, I remember thinking, oh, my God, it could be Jesus. (laughs) Because it was so close to Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the heart to cook him. woman needs help so i left the sprout in a corner cupboard and he just sat there for a little while i thought it was funny and i thought it was even funnier because i found him just before christmas when i saw the face i shouted kids look i don't know if it's johnny depp or jesus (laughs) (coughs) she added i'm not particularly religious i describe myself as very open enjoy exploring all elements of people's religions and beliefs, so I'd probably describe myself as spiritual. Yeah, when I spotted yeah. this particular sprout, I thought it was funny. It just made me laugh. I said to friends, I wish for Johnny Depp for Christmas, and all I got him at, at the bottom of a sprout. <sighs> I like them roasted with a little bit of Parmesan or a bit of maple syrup. Maple syrup on Brussels sprouts? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Jesus, the Brussels sprout was put in the recycling yes, bin. Yes, Jesus, who fucking cares? Jesus, the Brussels sprout was put in a recycling bin after he started looking less like Jesus. And more like a fucking rotten Brussels sprout. Oh, whoever wrote this story has a good sense of humor, and I love it. Do they? Yes. And that is the news. Uh, uh... <laughs> America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Is that, what you, is that where you're going? Steve, did you uh, get a chance to check out the vow? Uh, no, I bought a consonant instead. The vow? Is that what you said? <sighs> no. No, I didn't. What did you say? I said the vow no i i don't even know get to check out the documentary the vow i've been away from home all week no i haven't done it oh but i'm gonna guess that we're gonna talk all about it tonight and i'll learn something we're we are gonna talk about the nexium sex code yes steve but i was curious if you had a chance to check out the documentary no, but I actually did fire up my Fire Stick this week and downloaded Discovery Plus since my yeah. wife is paying for that. So I can watch 
I can watch Expedition Bigfoot now. <clears throat> let me let me just okay. say, I watched the first episode. Yeah, it's a load of horse shit. No. Yeah. Really? I can't I, imagine I, a Bigfoot a Bigfoot show being a load of horse shit. Yeah. I can't imagine. Anywho, Steve, I want to tell you about a guy. A guy by the name of Keith Ranieri. He's uh he's this guy over here. That guy. That guy. Keith. Well, like John Denver, don't he? Keith. Keith likes volleyball. Okay. I don't know how much he gets to play now in jail, but Keith, I like, think, you know, uh, the courtyard, they have nets. They have volleyball nets, so maybe he's fucking organizing some prison volleyball fucking sessions. I don't know. Uh, but Keith, um, who is Keith Ranieri, Steve? That's the big question. I'm going to guess whole... since he's in prison, <clears throat> not a good man. Well, Steve, Keith was uh, born August 26, 1960. He grew up in New York. Um, a few things you might not know about uh, a Keith Ranieri, Steve. He uh, was in the Guinness Book of World Records for being on the list of people with the highest IQ scores ever. Nice. Well, it doesn't yeah. sound awful bad yet. Also stated as one of the top three problem solvers in the world. Awesome. Yeah. Keith Ranieri. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad yet. Learned to speak French, German, and English. All before learning how to read, Steve. Bilingual is good. Yeah. Went to college at RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, Haven't and was a triple major, triple major, Steve, in mathematics, biology, and computer science. He had a 2.26 GPA. Yeah, that's not great. A little low. A little on the low side. But hey, he had, three, he had a triple major. Steve. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of work going on there. It's a fucking triple major. He's a concert pianist, Steve. Man, this guy sounds awesome. <clears throat> fucking concert. This guy fucking lived Groundhog Day, is what I'm thinking. Only it all went bad in the end. Oh. Yeah. Or maybe this is just one of those ones where it's going bad and he hasn't fucking kicked it yet. So we'll find out. But uh, he's a he's a third degree black belt in judo, Steve. God Almighty, he keeps just doing stuff. Fucking also, Steve. He developed his own form of mathematics. What? Keith Ranieri, Steve. Uh, by the nineteen nineties, by the nineteen nineties, Steve, he had been uh, successful as a business advisor and even had his own successful business, Consumers Byline. He eventually started another company with partner Nancy Salzman. And uh, Katie put in, looks like Jesus with long, unkept beard, Darren Beard. Um, He's um, exceedingly kind and gentle, putting off a teacher guru philosopher vibe. Brussels sprout Jesus or? Um, yeah, I, I would I, say Brussels sprout Jesus. Okay. I, I would say dollar store Jesus. Mm. <laughs> yes. Either way, they're both rotten. <laughs> so... Steve, what is Nexium? I'm not sure. It sounds like some hair product. Uh, Nexium, Steve, is, there is a, a hair product. By the way, it's a it's a parent company in, in in a way. It's like the umbrella company to ESP. And when I say ESP, Steve, I don't mean like I can read your mind, like type shit. 
Um, ESP stands for Executive Success Programs. Uh, it's a human potential program or goal setting program. It's not just for not just for businesses, but for individuals. Anyway, What's up, Steve? Chris Day, you are talking to yourself. There ain't nobody else in the chat. Yeah, have fun. Wish you guys were a little bit more interactive with the chat. Feels like I'm talking to myself. Dude, I've got a fucking show to do. That's right. I was popping up your shit earlier. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> next year. E- ESP, Steve. Executive Success Programs. That sounds wonderful. That's right. It's, uh, this is amazing, Steve. It can change your life. Change your fucking life. ESP's focus and support is to have people experience more joy in their life, Steve. And from the positive effects happen. From that positive effects happen. Quote by Keith, Steve, it is a methodology that allows one to optimize or enhance their experiences and behaviors. The type of people who join are smart and intelligent, but in a point in their life where they are looking for purpose and a path to do good in the world. How it starts, Steve? Someone is introduced to ESP by invite to a five-day seminar. A five-day seminar, Steve. Uh, Attendees are taken through several different courses. They start right away by saying that the most growth happens outside your comfort zone. So in order to improve, they're going to make you uncomfortable. Okay. Rules and rituals is a class where they teach you ESP etiquette. How to shake hands is like a stack of hands, one on top of the other, but the person with the higher rank has their hand on the top. Uh, They learn about titles. Keith Ranieri is known as a vanguard. Uh Uh-oh. And Nancy Nancy Salzman is prefect. Oh, yes. We're really getting started weird now. They are the leader and co-leaders of the company. Keith, as Vanguard, is the creator and curator of all the ESP curricul- uh, mm-hmm. curriculum. There is a ranking system identified by colored sashes. Oh boy! In order to work your way up, you must earn these sashes by taking courses and completing training. They teach about self-esteem. Everyone has a range of options in any situation, but we all have limiting beliefs that take away options of action. Someone with high self-esteem has lots of options because they aren't held back by their fears and limitations. Uh, Rational inquiry is the process of reevaluating early conclusions we came to as children and working through them to eliminate them as a limiting belief that holds you back in your life. Can't argue with that either. Right. You know, like this is all the, I mean, besides the fact that he's calling cheesy. himself Vanguard. Cheesy help self help shit so far. Right. But like when you when you look at this from the outside looking in, like when I first sat down and watched the vow, Steve, I was like, This doesn't sound that bad. Like the first couple I don't know how Katie, how'd you how'd you feel when you were watching the the first few episodes. Yeah. First it, couple. It, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to just be completely slanderous. Right. And it really wasn't. Right. At first it has this really, you know, Hey, the, the, this is a good thing. Like people are like, they're, they're doing good in their life. Uh, d- uh, did you put the thing in about Tourette's in here? 
Yes, it is. Okay, it I will get down that. There. Okay, so we'll get to that later. I didn't yeah. know. I wanted to make sure because I just did a precursory skimming of the whole thing when I looked it over earlier. Um, so, all right, where were we here? Da, 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 da. Rational. All right, these different programs they hold are all technology. Okay, developed by Keith Steve. So, and, and what that means is that. Because it is considered a technology, quote unquote, they are required to ask for permission to use it. Mm. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, it starts with this five day, but then people sink in and get involved with the program more and more. <clears throat> um, some uh, things that kind of describe the technology, Steve, it's, uh, it's like hacking the human mind. Uh, it's like downloading a book of knowledge. Hmm. It's a code to understand yourself. I all, don't think I want that code. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of things that, I mean, it's very self-helpy. It has that vibe, self-helpy <laughs> type of, you know, like, uh, it almost has, if, if I'm being honest, it has like that, uh, anthony robbins feel to it that personal power like right right you know so um esp is a gateway to other companies um the do the documentary calls them companies uh but they seem more like separate programs underneath the they join underneath the umbrella of esp um janess j-n-e-s-s uh, it's a woman's empowerment group for women only. Um, they discuss how gender has influenced their role in society and relationships. They teach women how to be friends with each other. Uh, SOP, uh, Society of Protectors, it is the same as Jeunesse, but for men. Men get together, build each other up, and discuss how they can make a difference as men. Now, Katie, did later on, do you go into how though that one came from the other um not specifically no okay so what people need to understand with this whole jeunesse and sop the women the men started this thing sop it was for men to like get in touch with themselves um and touch you know, themselves. not touch themselves get in touch with themselves steve and, you know, make a difference, be better men. And they, they had some strange ways they did things. Um, and, but it seemed to work. And the women wanted something that was very similar. So they, uh, they went to Keith to ask if they could use the technology. Um, and they formed the Jeunesse Group. Um, which is important later on. Uh, so then there's uh, EXO, ESO. This is a program that works on your body alongside your emotions. They combine yoga with mental exercise, using emotional stretching to teach yourself how to control your emotions. Uh, the Rainbow Cultural Garden is a daycare program for kids. Teaches oh, children multiple geez, languages. wonderful so far. Teaches children multiple languages at a young age. And introduces them into ESP technology. How do I sign uh, up for this shit? Right. I, mean, I know, right? 
Well, except for the fucking, physical part. I fucking don't Uso, do Uso's liking it too. Um, uh, the source. This is an acting and public speaking class. It is led by Allison Mack, the actress. Uh, she was in the show Smallville. Um, that's kind of why I, 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 my ears kind of pricked up when this whole thing happened. Well, I was a huge fan of Smallville uh, when I was younger. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I saw that she had been arrested and it was linked to this whole thing, I was like, what the fuck is this? So I kind of knew a little bit about it before I went into it, but I didn't know a lot. Um, uh, Simply Human is a singing group of ESP women. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's like the fucking choir of fucking Nexium. Uh, and volleyball is an important part of ESP. Like I was saying in the beginning, Keith holds volleyball nights several nights a week and gives speeches and counsels people between games. <clears throat> I like uh, that. The sash levels, Steve, you know, they each have to have sashes. Right. You know, that uh, it determines your level in the program. Okay. Or, or cult. Um, well, it sounds like a program so far. <laughs> I think we're right. really cultish yet. Right, it sounds like a program. Um, so the sash levels, they also refer to them as the stripe path, Steve. Uh, you have to earn sashes to become a coach. Okay. So you take uh, courses to learn how to teach the technology. Uh, each sash has stripes on it. You have to earn each stripe to move on to the next color. Steve, let me check this, like the chat and see if anybody's chatting. No. Oh, no. Nope. I don't see anybody chatting. I wanted to interact with the chat. I wanted to make sure. See, they ask us to interact. We do. They're gone. Yeah, they're not there. So, I don't know. Uh, Once you have a sash, Steve, you are working for ESP. You're a practicing EM. EM stands for Exploration of Meaning. Mm. It's a one-on-one session with a coach or someone in the sash rankings where you work through someone's emotional downfalls and limiting beliefs. It's kind of like a therapy session. It is the technology of ESP. Now, I think a lot of this stuff can be just equated to that. Remember when we did the whole thing on uh, Scientology? Oh yeah. And they, some of the stuff that they do, you're unburdened. Jesus Christ, what is fucking with you tonight? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, when you go through some of those sessions, you, you're you unburdening yourself. Like So that kind of feels good when you talk about things that have happened in your past that feel bad. And I think that a lot of this stuff that people go through with these fucking cults or whatever, it's it's that unburdening. That, that makes them feel good, you know, and they're also sharing and they're bonding with these people. So I think that's it's what a lot of that stuff it's like in a regular church, you know, at least a church I grew up in Pentecostal type churches where you go up to the altar and you give it to God and stuff like that. Same thing. Yeah. Same kind of concept. Yeah. So um, as you work up the sash levels at first, you're donating time practice all right i fucking had it with that too i'll be right back steve talk amongst yourselves i don't know how to talk amongst myself because the chat stopped chatting goddamn dogs fucking had it yeah you (laughs) he forgot to turn his mic off Uh, i think that was on purpose i don't know 
swearing at birds and dogs. <laughs> Sounds like a cult going on over there. His bird doesn't usually chirp that much. No, I, I, I barely, hardly ever hear really it. We had one. You done? What's that? You, you good? You okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. Fucking bird's out of the room now. So, uh, I can fucking talk with a... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me message Mr. D's and tell him I'm doing a live show. Or turn off the phone. I think uh, it's supposed to be off. Yeah. Uh, uh, as you work up the sash levels, uh, at first you are donating time practicing the technology. But eventually you can get high enough in the ranks to earn money and charge a price for your EM sessions. The higher rank you are, the more money you can charge for your EM sessions. Um, the ranks start out as coaches and go up to proctors. Uh, four striped green proctors being the highest ranking. Uh, credibility. Uh, Nexium and ESP did have some positive press. Uh, presenting Keith as an intelligent leader of an of a human enlightenment program. Uh, they did meet with the Dalai Lama um, and had plans to have him come visit them. And then they had some fucking bad press. Oh, something had come out about which, what was it that, do you remember what it was that, that had come out that time? That was it, that first um, breaking news of the Frank report, but it was like a really underground news thing. So it wasn't oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. widespread, but it was enough that it did raise some questions. Right. And, and a couple of articles got written because yes. of it. Right. Okay. And yeah. And the Dalai Lama was like, he was apologetic about it. I remember this in the documentary, but he was like, you got to understand like having a connection to you can look bad on me. Um, so, uh, but they went and visited him and convinced him and the Dalai Lama eventually did come and meet them and endorsed Keith, hmm. which probably came around to bite him in the fucking ass. Yeah, wanna, well, I don't know. So far, <laughs> he sounds like a hell of a guy. <laughs> oh yeah. That I might have endorsed him too. Keith. Uh, so... Then it all started to fucking unravel, Steve. Mm, it always people, does. people who uh, joined ESP full time to rise the sash rankings made a commitment. Uh, they were worked twenty plus hours a day. Sound a little like fucking Scientology? Um, their daily schedules were filled with different programs and were left with only a, only a few hours to, for sleep. Mm. Uh, the ranking system for the sashes was accused of being an MLM or pyramid scheme, uh, members would be told they would make money at a certain point, but once they got there, they would be told, oh, we restructured, and now you have to get a bit further to get paid. <laughs> People were going broke, working their ass off to get to the next level. Uh, when it came to marketing, Keith didn't want to acknowledge any bad press. People who believe and freak out over the accusations, they didn't want those people. They wanted critical thinkers who could uh, reason through all the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, Keith kissed everyone as a way of greeting, mm. both men and women. Yeah. He was very flirtatious, but not in an obvious way. 
super spreader. Oh, yeah, he's a super spreader event. Fucking all-in-one, man. Uh, Keith wanted all his conversation and speeches recorded and documented for future generations. Uh, because of his role as a leader, he was uh, able to always deflect any negativity or criticism back onto whoever was giving it. He is teaching you. Your negativity towards me is really something wrong with you. Like, that was his <clears throat> way of... Pretty good scheme going on. Uh, yeah, he had a way of uh, flipping that fucking coin. Yeah. Uh, ESP claimed to have found a cure for Tourette's. What? Um, Mark Elliott, oh, who was a joining member of ESP, who had a severe case of Tourette's, uh, Nexium made a documentary of Mark's journey, and also a young teenager named Isabel, as they used ESP to work through their symptoms. Both individuals claim to have overcome their Tourette symptoms using ESP technology. Uh, a quote from Nancy, we use no drugs and a talk-only approach. We listen to their limiting beliefs and systematically disconnect them. Quote from Keith, in some ways, when conventional solutions don't work, maybe the unconventional way of thinking does. Uh, Katie thinks both these quotes are subtle acknowledgement of the placebo effect. They're both aware that they're using mental manipulation, but it's still fascinating that they did indeed improve both of these individuals' lives. Yeah, according to the documentary, like, they actually, if they had Tourette's, they were cured. Yeah, and I didn't like, they watch never it, won- but... They never they, once went back and said that that was bullshit. Right. Well, and they did make a real documentary. I didn't watch it, but I mean, it's a legitimate film that does present some really fascinating information. And <clears throat> I didn't dig in to like go and look for anything to counter it. But mm-hmm. that was a really when I was watching it, that really stood out to me like, whoa. And the way they talked about it. That I was just, the, that. That was one of the things where I was like, well, what, what, how could this be fucking not legitimate? Right. Like, if they're doing shit like this, like, if they're doing these amazing things like this, like, maybe there's something to it. And it's another one of those things where I, I look at it and I go, maybe there were actual positive things that he was doing. Sure. You there know? Has, there has to be in any of these cults something positive to draw people in. Yeah. And it's it's just... Oh, uh, uh, Catherine Maine, I've got to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's on HBO, the vow it's, it's to me, it's a little long. Like I didn't like the length of it. I thought it could have been a little shorter. Um, but it's good. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, so in 2009, a group of nine women did leave the group on bad terms. One was Barbara Boucher, a longtime girlfriend of Keith. Uh, her and eight other women had a meeting with Keith to confront him with issues. But after the meeting, they all resigned and requested $2 million in repayment for what they believed they were owed. Despite the negativity this cast, Keith was able to deflect the accusations and keep himself in a positive light with the people still in the organization. He ultimately attacked the nine women with drawn-out with long drawn out legal litigation. Sound sound familiar, Steve? Sound sound familiar? Scientology? It's very Scientology ish. So yeah, far. oh yeah. Uh Nexium come in. Yeah, no shit. Nexium was working uh to make a film about Keith to counteract all the bad press, 
and cult accusations. They worked on it for years, but were never able to get ahead of the press and, and finish it. Uh, oh, and even, Katie even uh, mentions it. There are a lot of parallels to Scientology here. Uh, they uh, use same or similar terminology and refer to their programs as technology for self-help. They also relentlessly attack anyone who leaves the group. Yeah, they they fucking they do the same types of things with litigation and private investigators and stalking. It's crazy. Yeah, and I don't think I actually ever do mention it in here because they don't make a big deal out of it in the documentary. But Keith and Nancy are the founders, but they aren't technically the owners of Nixium and all of these companies. It's really those two Seagram sisters. Right, uh, right, right. Claire and something. But they're like heiresses. And and I didn't, I didn't look into that. Did they go down with him? Uh I didn't look into it either. I really didn't have time. I just focused on the documentary, but I don't know. Yeah. I know it, Nancy hasn't gone down yet. Uh, it's it, 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 it's really sick. I mean, when you think of it, when you look at it and start really thinking about it. But those two <clears throat> sisters, that's where everybody thinks he gets his money to fund these ridiculous court cases that he drags on. Seagram as in... Alcoholic beverage seed? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, so I just got a text from my son. Yeah. Dumbass. When's the show? Uh, you know, tonight couldn't have gone any better. I thought it's been going pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Dogs, birds, phone calls, and texts. Oh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, so uh, the documentary, The Vow, the one that Katie and I watched, uh, mostly follows a handful of high-ranking members as they are defecting from the group. Couples Mark and Bonnie, uh, Sarah and Nippy, Nippy, Nippy. with his horrible, fu- horrible fucking nickname, and the mother of India Oxenberg, Catherine Oxenberg. She was in, uh, what was that, Dallas? Or... What fucking show was she in? Uh, I have no idea. I don't remember. Something famous, for sure. I fucking just want everybody to know. Well, and she also was like um, related. She's related to um, she's like a British royalty. Yeah, she's uh, she's like a cousin to Prince Charles. It wasn't Dallas. It was Dynasty. Same shit, different shit. Yeah. And she's uh, she's the daughter of Princess Elizabeth of Yugoslavia. What? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So it follows her because her daughter was in it. Um, Keith wrote the wedding vows for both Mark and Bonnie and Sarah and Nippy's weddings. Uh, Bonnie was the first one to leave in early 2017. Uh, She had a rocky journey with Mark since he was still in but he eventually did leave to be with her. Um, Since leaving Mark and Bonnie, he started learning more information about other people that left. They started uh, hearing hints about another group underneath the Nexium umbrella called DOS. Uh, They contact their close friend and ESP member, Sarah, as she begins her journey of leaving and Sarah turns out to be a full-blown member of DOS. Now, what is DOS, Steve? It's an operating system. 
Yes, you are absolutely correct. It is called Disk Operating System, Steve. And fucking that bastard Bill Gates sold it before he ever even had it in his hands. That motherfucker. Anyway, DOS stands for Dominus Obsequious Sororium, which means Dominant Submissive Sorority. Um, It was a group exclusively for women, uh, Mm -hmm. similar to Jeunesse, but Jeunesse was more of a gateway into DOS. Uh, it is defined as a high control group. Um, this was another pyramid scheme type group. A woman would join by being recruited by another woman. At the top of this pyramid is none other than Keith Ranieri and Allison Mack. So it's all women except, except for at for the Keith. top yeah. is Keith and Allison. But the people in the lower levels of the pyramid are unaware of that. As they're getting in, uh, a woman would be introduced by being told that it was a top secret group of women who work together for self-improvement. But to obtain any other information about the group, they had to provide some collateral. Uh-oh. They had to give something that exposed them, maybe Uh-oh. a naked picture or evidence of a personal secret. It must be something. It must be something that makes you sick about yourself whether it is true or not. They, they called it collateral, but it was more like blackmail to prove that they were going to keep the secret they were going to be told. So, uh, once someone gave her collateral and joined, she became a slave to her master that recruited her. The slavery was spun as a positive. It was a relationship for self-accountability. It breaks down your fears and flaws that the slavery aspect of it helps you obtain your personal goals. Yeah. Uh, A slave has to be submissive to their master in every way. Yes. The first goal often set is a weight goal. Every single fucking one. Gaining or losing? Losing fucking weight. Every single one of them got the fucking weight goal, Steve. Mm-hmm. They would have to not only count their calories, but ask permission from their master to eat anything. But they, wait, they volunteered for this shit? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they would text a picture of their food to their master and say, Master, may I please have 85 calories? <laughs> okay, we're full-blown culty. <laughs> well, I have to say, um, Steve asking that question... It is what they signed up for, but it isn't. They weren't told anything about what this group actually was and what you'd be doing in it until you provided collateral. And once you gave that collateral, you didn't hear about the slave versus master shit before that. And early on, early on in this process, well, because of the collateral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would, and that's the one they, they, they wanted nudes of these women as collateral. Like, they wound up giving other things and taking other things. But, like, one of the first things they wanted was a naked picture. Because that was, you know, none of these women wanted that shit to get out. It's fucking crazy. Once it started getting into this shit. In the beginning, it was a slow progression. When you became a slave, it wasn't like the person was walking you around by a chain in their living room. I mean, it was a friendship with that slave master title. Yeah, that is very weird how they got them in, Steve. 
Master, <clears throat> I have 86 calories. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so they had they had readiness drills, Steve. At any moment, their master could text them, and they would have to reply within one minute say, saying, YM for yes, master. <clears throat> oh. They must report any personal failures to their master. These failures were called a breach, and sometimes they would have to perform penance for it. Penance is self-punishment to train yourself to not commit those failures anymore. Uh, they wore a belly chain to symbolize their commitment to their master. Uh, penance, collateral, and many other terms used in DOS were actually just exagger exaggerated versions of the tech used every day in ESP. <clears throat> a master forms a pod of her own. She is the master of six slaves. This is how it becomes like a pyramid schemey, Steve. Uh, usually those slaves in the early stages are unaware of who else is in their pod. The idea is if the slave has enough personal growth, she can eventually move up to be a master and have her own pod of slaves. Above the master is a grandmaster, but the slaves are never aware of who the grandmaster is. Grandmaster is Spoiler, Allison Mack is the Grandmaster. Oh, She's grand the Grandmaster, but with Keith. Mm. So they're like kind of orchestrating it all. To move up or make any personal growth, you have to keep providing more and more collateral. As a slave, you are giving more collateral monthly. This escalates what is given. It can be the deed to your house or recording yourself making false statements about close family members. Eventually, a slave is asked to make an ultimate vow of devotion. They commit to the vow by getting a tattoo to symbolize and memorialize their commitment to DOS. But, Steve, this is actually a branding initiation ceremony. Ouch. The slave is taken to a home where she is put in a room and told to get naked. Then they are blindfolded and taken to another room. When they take their blindfold off, they realize they are with other slaves who are also naked, often women they knew from ESP or Jeunesse. They are blindfolded again and taken to a new location, which is revealed to be Alice and Mac's house. They are then one by one branded using a cauterizing tool to burn a symbol onto the skin just above the vagina. Aww. It took about 30 minutes and no numbing agent was used. It was excruciating. The symbol was explained to be a representation of sky, mountain, and river. You believe, you believe that, Steve? It is a representation of ow. <laughs> no, 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 Steve. The symbol itself. I don't know why I haven't seen the symbol, so I don't know what to believe. But it was actually the initials of Keith and Allison. Where did you? Oh, it's right there. All right. I'll, sh I'll share this one. Hold on. Hold on, Steve. We'll, we'll show you. Oh, yeah. Easily discernible. Yeah. But, the, but it was a symbol for mountains and rivers i could oh, see the a one maybe the k one definitely not it's fucking yeah, oh. definitely a k like uh 
and it's two inches by two inches. That's the size of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I gotta get back up to here. Where are we? Bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Dun, dun. There we are. Once you were branded, you learned more and more and got deeper and deeper. You were sent down two paths. Hope you got something for that. <laughs> Either you were a tool to recruit more women into the group and continue being a master, or you were funneled into Keith to be a slave for him and Allison. Many women eventually became sexual slaves to Keith, and this was usually done through the facilitation and encouragement of Allison Mack. These women were usually very young, pretty, and thin. Almost all of them have lost weight to an unhealthy level at the advisement of Allison and Keith. Uh, Keith believes that having sex with these girls gives him gives them energy and advances their evolution. Horseshit. He doesn't believe as, no such thing. As Sarah is documenting her journey through leaving ESP and DOS, she has a conversation with Lauren, who was her master in DOS. She says, quote, this isn't real. You're not my master. This is an exercise. It's a metaphor. But you couldn't tell Lauren what she what you couldn't you could tell Lauren wasn't listen wasn't hearing her. She really believed this was an absolute commitment and Sarah was breaking that commitment by even questioning it. Uh Catherine India Oxenberg's mother is going through the process of trying to break her daughter out of this group. India's top ranking in DOS being right underneath Keith and Allison. She's out now. Oh, she's underneath Keith already. Yeah. Catherine eventually does go through some of the India's personal documents she left behind and found notes specifically referencing the vow she took and the physical abuses she was submitting to. Uh, finding this information is what gave Catherine the evidence she needed to join forces with Mark and Bonnie and Sarah and Nippy to try to take down this organization. Um, as these people who have left and come together to talk, it becomes clear that Allison Mack is the mastermind of Dawes, but that Keith is actually the head of it. Um, all of Allison's work as the grand master is just to funnel women into Keith. What does uh, Allison so, get out of this, though? She probably got turned on by it. Hmm. If you want my honest opinion. I, I mean, yeah, there, there can't be anything else. I, I, I can't imagine. She was completely hypnotized by Keith. When you yeah, watch she, the videos of her listening to him and talking to him, she is just got stars obsessed. in her eyes. Oh, she yeah. was obsessed. She wanted to do nothing but please him. So, I mean, in my in my opinion, like the idea that she was giving him all of these fucking, you know, what he wanted as these perfect little specimens of to fuck. And it, I think it fucking gave her something. So, <clears throat> but uh, Sarah, Mark, and Catherine worked hard to gather incriminating evidence for the authorities and to gain the attention of the media. The event they eventually made a deal with the New York Times. The Nexium scandal broke right on the heels of the Harvey Weinstein Weinstein scandal, so it became another part of the Me Too movement because of its sex cult classification. <clears throat> Through networking with other defectors, they were able to compile evidence from multiple crimes, human trafficking, extortion, blackmail, assault, hazing, scheme to defraud, immigration fraud, money laundering, wire fraud, slavery, 
kidnapping, tax evasion, retaliation against witnesses, medical malpractice, and more. Uh, after the New York Times article, they were able to gain momentum uh, with the authorities bringing them well-organized evidence. The FBI eventually developed a task force to begin interviewing witnesses. On June 19, 2019, Keith Ranieri and Allison Mack were both arrested on charges of sex trafficking and conspiracy. Allison Mack pled guilty to all charges but is still awaiting sentencing. She is currently out on bail and on house arrest. When convicted, she faced faces a minimum of 15 years. That's it? Keith went to trial and was found guilty on all charges. He was sentenced to 120 years in prison. That's it? <laughs> there are still a few supporters of Keith, Allison, and Nexium that have not faced any criminal charges, one of them being Nancy. Correct, Katie? Well, I don't know, because when I rewatched that last episode, at the very end, they don't show her face, but she's the one talking in, like, the voiceover, and they show a clip of a lady with a gold sash and a ankle bracelet, like a mm. house arrest ankle bracelet. Mm. So I think she's actually on house arrest, probably similar to Allison Mack. Hmm. But she's going to be in the second season, apparently. So uh, uh, Katie's um, favorite quote uh, that really shows the emotional torture these former members feel from uh, Nippy. We fucked up. Bullfaced lying, thinking you're doing something noble. I remember when he said this. I don't know how you unfuck your head from doing stuff like that. I'm having a hard time unfucking my head. I trained people to heil Hitler. How do you unring that fuck that bell in your own psyche? Yeah, that was just to watch. Like as I was watching it, like I got to a certain point where I was like, "Do these people not see how fucking weird this is?" Like even without the sex shit. Like, but I guess when you're in it, you don't. You just don't see it. Yeah. You can't. I mean, because you, they mentioned Hitler. Look at that. I mean, how many people followed that dude? You know, oh, yeah. And uh, this is another one that uh, that Katie uh, pointed out. When Mark and Bonnie have Catherine Oxenberg at their home, she recalls the first time she came there and saw a giant dog bed set up next to their bed. She thought it was a dog bed, but it was actually Bonnie's bed where she was sleeping as penance. They laugh about it for a moment, but when then they go quiet and get really serious. Mark goes off about how it is not funny, and they aren't ready to laugh about it yet. You can feel the real trauma that was triggered in them by recalling the memory. Yeah, that some of that shit, like, it was like, th these people allowed things to happen to them that they were not prepared for at all. Yeah, and that was one of those moments, and when Nippy said that other quote you know about unfucking his head both of these oh, yeah. men you can tell they feel stupid like you said like how do you not see how silly this is like now that they're out they yeah. do see how silly it was and they they're having to deal with that like how well, did they I also, they also know that, that their wives were also subjected to these things and to things yes. that they were they were actually unaware of yeah 
But even like that, his wife, that's what he was going off about. He's like, this isn't funny. I allowed my wife to sleep on the floor because I was convinced that that was something good. That was good that she should punish herself and sleep on the floor. And he as a man is so disgusted that like, how did I, how did I let that happen as her husband? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to get through. It, It was like, like I said, it was an enjoyable documentary for me to watch, but it yeah. got to a certain point where I was like, these people are rubes. Like, I didn't feel, I got to a certain point where I didn't feel bad for them anymore. And that's why I think the documentary might have been a little too long. Because I obviously should feel bad. And, you know, in retrospect, looking at it, I, yeah, I do. Like, what these women went through, like that, being misled in that way and being told that, oh no, it's just, it's, you know, it's for your, your betterment. It's for the good of you. It's not, it's not a bad thing. You know, these things that I'm making you do, it's not bad. I'm making you a better person. I'm making you achieve. Like what? The fuck are you achieving at the end of this though? Right. Like fucking may I have 85 calories? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what I mean, the fuck I'm going to guess it didn't start off as a cult I'm going to guess that he really wanted to do well, no, it, it, and it, I mean seriously if you want to look at it it was kind of more of a I, I don't know what you'd call it I don't know if I'd really seriously classify it as a cult I just think it's fun to, to call it a sex cult well, it um, is. I mean, it's right. clearly a cult. Not at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, at the end. Um, but yeah, uh, well, Catherine Maine, I'm guessing it's a gradual progression that's hard for them to see in the beginning. As it becomes harder to deny, it's still hard to admit they've fallen for the bullshit. Yeah, it, and I agree. I think that it is more a case of, you know, they they go in with these good intentions they think this is, oh, this is a program. It's worked for this person. It worked for that person. You know, these people are praising its fucking, uh, you know, its legitimacy. You know, these these legitimate people. The Dalai Lama. <laughs> right. And, you know, and he also recruited a lot of, like, famous people, you know, from oh, Hollywood. He pulled, yeah, he pulled the old Scientology trick, yeah. Right. But he didn't quite get the same caliber. Um, and I don't know, man. I I looked when I looked into this, uh, you know, peripherally. I was like, wow. But when I fucking watched this documentary, I was like, holy shit! Like, this really happened? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if you if it's something you'd be interested in watching, dude. But I think you. I think you, you know, I think you'd you'd like it because it's a it's a ride, like it is a it is a real ride, you know. And yeah, they and take I, you on. I think that's why it's so long because they really do take you on a journey. You know, I kind of put this together in a way that seemed chronological. The documentary mm-hmm. was in no way chronological. Oh, yeah. You got given a little piece here and a little piece there, and so you kind of have to put it all back. together. Yes. Yeah. It's all you know, they take the you back to like this woman who defected and what her journey was and why that was important. 
you know, in, in nailing him later on, it was, it, it's a really in-depth story. And it's, to me, it was so interesting because here you have this guy, Keith Raniere, who is insanely smart. Like, like as a kid had all of these accolades, like, knowing all these different uh, languages. He was a third degree black belt at a very young age, you know, and doing all of these things. Are we keeping you up, Steve? Yeah, actually. Oh. You going, you just, going to bed? I'm just I mean, you got a show to do later, don't you? Uh, we canceled. You canceled? Yeah, we canceled. Why? Because I'm busy and, you know, I'm, I'm a oh, working yeah. man. I'm think. taking some time to, you know, hang out with you. But other than that, oh, oh, no, uh, yeah. But yeah, my no, brother-in-law's pipes burst, so he's got to take care of that situation. Oh, that's understandable. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, he seems like he's like came from a good start. Like he's it seems fucking like a good guy. But then when you start, like, really looking into Keith, like, the things that he was involved in before Nexium were MLMs, pyramid schemes, that he got fucking, he wound up fucking people over. Well, those, I mean, they're very cultish themselves. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen an Amway convention. But uh, it's he was the business advisor for Amway. Yeah. They are very I've I've seen them and they are very culty. Mm-hmm. I mean it's all self-help type stuff too. Now, does it end up in a sex call at the end? No. No. But uh I can see how it could progress that way. Because you give your entire self to that company. You're 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 working towards mm-hmm. being one of the top distributors or one of the and because of that, you know, they, it's all this positive mental attitude shit that goes on. And yeah, it's, it, I was, I was a quick star agent, which is Amway. And yeah, I saw, I saw through that shit real quick. Yeah. I, um, I had, a friend, to work. I had a friend who was in Amway, um, years ago and he had told me it was bullshit. Uh, there are like, people who make money doing it. I, you can't, I mean, they're obviously. There has to be. I know people. Yeah, and, and same thing with money. like it's same thing with Avon. You know, Avon is a little bit better. Avon's a little bit better and they don't fuck you as much. And I think there's more of a chance Avon's for Avon's not really an MLM. I mean, yeah, I, I guess people above you get money, but you, you make pretty decent money if you sell enough. Oh, I had a I, mean, I had a I had a cousin who did very, very well on Avon. Very, very well. Mary Kay, you get a pink Cadillac or some shit. Um, Mary Kay is way worse than Avon is. Mary Kay is a straight-up MLM. I'll tell you what, though. That Mary Kay stuff, when I find it at yard sales. I fucking... My ex-wife got into Scentsy. And I laughed my ass off at her. She got so upset, but I'm like, darling, you're never going to do well. And she was like, "No, no, no!" And you, by the time she had to, to buy, by the time she had to buy her second set of stuff to have, and she hadn't sold anything, 
You have to have a Keith personality to make that shit work. Oh yeah, you got to be constantly. You got to be constantly go. You have to. You have to. You have to believe that you are the best at what you do. Yep. Nobody can do it better than you. And I'm guaranteeing that's how that guy feels. You know, because oh, yeah. if he didn't, he wouldn't be having sex with 600 slave women. You know, <laughs> he thinks he's the best what, at what I he is. I wonder what his Viagra budget was. <laughs> you kind of, I mean, what? I mean, I can barely handle one. <laughs> what, how do you do want... as many? Uh, you, whew, that's rough, man. Dude. Wouldn't it fall off after a while? Or No. No, you learn to juggle a few when you when you're in the mix. It's rough. I've done it. I don't. I don't think I can do it. Not, well, to, not to his numbers. No. I mean, he had that. He had to be fucking several times a day. Oh yeah. Think? God, how do you? I mean, props to the guy if he can handle that shit. Yeah. But... That's why I said, "What was his fucking Viagra budget? He wasn't a fucking spring chicken." Uh, were these women allowed birth control? Uh, he got some of them pregnant, Catherine. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he only ended up having two kids, but uh, the form of birth control was the fact that none of them were eating, so they were all wasting away, and none oh, of them yeah, were having yeah. their periods. Yeah, that would yeah fucked up with your uh, your cycles. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That's horrible. Yeah, anorexia was their birth control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and it, when you look at it, you know we we laugh, we joke, but he's a sick individual. Like what he did to these women, it's gross on the scale that he did it. Especially, like I mean, even if you do it to just one woman, just okay. one, I'll be right back. Okay, you you be right back. But even if he fucking did this to just one woman, it would be very fucking bad. You know, you destroy one woman by fucking making her be fucking anorexic and, you know, forcing her into fucking sex slavery, basically. That's fucking horrible. But to do it to fucking hundreds? I mean, that to me is just, it's deplorable on a level. Like, I've never had to fucking force anyone to have fucking sex with me. Well, and that's kind of the part of his, I hate to say it, but his magic, somehow yeah. he he isn't forcing them to, he's convincing them to. Right, right, right. But it's it's being... But it's through manipulation. Right. Yeah. Like... And, I, and um, uh, brainwashing. He had yeah. a really interesting response to brainwashing. I made a note about it. He, he, the way he would turn things on people, like that way he had of, you know, turning things where it was very politician like, <laughs> or, uh, uh, it, 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 it rang like that whole like psychotherapy type shit where yeah. they turned shit around on, and he was very good at it. He was. When he was um, being confronted about brainwashing, somebody had wrote an article mentioning brainwashing, and his response was to use the analogy of when someone has a heart attack at Walmart, did Walmart cause the heart attack? That was his way of responding to brainwashing. Uh, what a fuck. Uh, I don't remember if I... Was that in the doc? 
Yes, that was maybe, a quote I wrote down. Maybe Walmart later. did cause a heart attack by their low, low prices. It was a shock. <laughs> You're an asshole. Uh, yeah, it, it right. even sounds bad coming out of my own mouth. Yeah. 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 You're right. Uh, yeah. I, this one really, I like I said, I... I I had been very, very interested in it. I wanted to check it out. And when I dove in, I was, in a lot of ways, I, I was like, what the fuck? But at the same time, I felt really horrible for what these people went through. Like like when Katie and I were talking earlier about the fact that these guys like couldn't believe what they were allowing to happen or what they were they were just being like, oh, yeah, this is just cool. And then later on realized what pieces of shit they were for just letting it go on. I, I, I know if I allowed things like that to happen to my wife. Right. I, I'd feel like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a piece of dog shit. You'd feel like a dirtbag. Yeah. And, that, I mean, that's the hard part. But in some cases, like, I was looking at it, like I was saying to you and Katie earlier, like what fucking rubes? Like re- why? Why did you? But again, like I said, I wasn't in that situation. I wasn't going through that program and feeling what they were feeling. So I can't, in good conscience, be like completely be like you fucking idiots, you know. But in my brain, that's what I wanted to say and was saying while I was watching the documentary at those later points in the documentary. It was it was just like I don't you know, I honestly don't think it's that hard to believe that people do things like that because we're talking about our political climate. Look how different beliefs people have and how strongly they believe in their candidate or their their side of the story. When half of it, ninety percent of it probably is bullshit on both sides. You know, and yeah. it totally lies, you know. Totally. But yet, they're strong. They strongly believe it. So something like this, to us, might seem bad, but to them, might seem normal. Oh, and and when you're watching the dog, you know, you're seeing these people that have gotten out, and they're trying to talk to people who are still in. And that was like, holy fuck! Like, ugh, it's it's brutal. Like you see these people, and they're doing those tactics, those bullshit tactics talking to these people you know trying to turn things around on them and just you know you're the problem well you're it sounds like and and the same as scientology you're trained from the beginning yeah to to be a an apologist for for what you're doing yep yeah and uh, you know it's very people get unpersoned you know oh yeah that whole thing, you know, I never realized, you know, I never, cause I had never read those books, um, you know, up until recently, but I never realized like how pertinent that whole idea of being unpersoned, like how that can be a real thing. Like people can like wipe you from a history. Oh, yeah. And it's not just, and it's not just like fucking society and shit. I I've seen it happen in families. In my own 
It's fucking crazy. Luckily, my family hasn't. Well, you know, there's people who are black sheep, but not unpersoned. People get unpersoned all the time. It's crazy how, as time goes on, how people are unwritten right out of the the family history. Or taken right out. It's, it's, It's an interesting phenomenon. But it, it it's amazing that it you know those you know not, and I'm referring to 1984 and uh, an Animal Farm, you know how it, it took me so long to read those books. But boy, what what fucking great books! What great fucking books! They're very prophetic too. Uh, yep. But yeah, I don't even think they're prophetic. I think it's the natural progression of things. It just is. I think power begets more power. Yeah. I think that's what happens. But anyway, on that note, this has been the 40 and Slip episode 170. So you want to have a sex call? Uh, Give us a little fucking thumbs up there or a little heart thingy or fucking huggy thingy. I don't fucking know. Whatever you guys want to do Um, on the video on Facebook. Um, The show will be up later tonight. For those of you who like the podcast version on Anchor, anchor anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip. Um, For those of you who listen on the podcast, if you haven't gone and liked or followed, I guess, because you can't like fucking the like page anymore. Uh, follow the page. Go to facebook.com forward slash the 40 and slip. We do the live video. Uh, we are now doing it on Monday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, for the foreseeable future, we'll see how it goes. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, we'll have to switch shit up. Uh, figure out a day that works out better for the three of us. But uh, so far, so good, I guess. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, as always, check out our good friend Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dreadfun. And check out our good friends over at uh, High Society Radio. That's at gasdigitalnetwork.com and wherever podcasts may be found. You can also get this show wherever podcasts may be found. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, this cast, that cast. Who fucking knows? Look, we're probably there. I'm pretty sure I've gotten us everywhere at this point. So, uh, And next week, are we doing the turtle thing next week, Katie? Yep. I, I like turtles. We're doing the turtle thing. Kate, this is all Katie. Next week's all Katie. This is Katie's thing. It Turtle, she- is it like a turtle thing in Indiana? Yes, it's like a uh, mysterious, gigantic turtle. Gigantic-type turtles and stuff? No. No. It's it's just a really basic cryptid-type deal. This isn't Camara. This is fucking... It's nothing too exciting. Don't worry. There's some Godzilla (laughs) shit going on. Yeah, no, this is just... Like the one with the rockets in his ass. This is like a big snapping turtle. And Katie's all about them. They live in her lake. Oh, yeah, she's seen him. It's real. She's she's she knows for sure. I've seen she's, gonna, she's gonna fucking school us. But anyway, we'll be back next week with that. And uh, everybody, try to uh, be good to one another. the The climate in this country sucks a bag of dicks. 
Yeah. So uh, how about we all just fucking try to kick back and be good to one another? Can't we all just get along? There we go. Until then, see ya! <laughs>